Welcome to the Jeremy Mullins Podcast. I am Jeremy, your host, and I'm here today with my co-host, Reno. Hey, hey. I was going to go Reno with the IT, Reno with, I, I still haven't got your uh, your specialty down that I want to put out there. I did have a, I did have a, a listener come in and say you were very professional in your speaking. Oh, uh, well, I, I appreciate that because that's the thing I did worse in college. I'd get up there and say 900 ums. Ums. I guess enough uh, presentations with uh, H2F and just military in general. You, you yeah, learn. well, and I, and I think this is, uh, you know, it's one of the things we always talk about, like that you're comfortable, right? Yeah. Because you, you know, yes, you are asking me some questions. You're always researching when we're talking about things, but like in the sense of your job with this, like, you know what you're doing, right? Yeah. You know, the editing part, you know, the, you're listening to the audio, like all that stuff's your comfortable zone. So I think that comes out, you know, and when you're having the conversation, even though you know, you're not the SME on the topic, Right. Um, but the cool thing is, I think, you know, especially now with our relationship, you're hearing me educate on this so much, like you could almost put it on repeat. I'm going to, I'm going to learn. Awesome. Today is, uh, one of my most probably exciting topics to talk about, even though it's overlooked, right. And anyone's downloaded, I mean, you looked at it well, you know, the benefits of walking is the, the topic of today's podcast. And I've always said this and I'll stick with this. Walking is probably one of the most overlooked tools in a fitness journey. Okay. And you know, what I mean by that is anybody can benefit from it. And I've heard people say, and this is what really frustrates me about, and this is some really big, like social media present individuals and, and health coaches or, or coaches in general, you're kind of down walking and be like, well, it's not useful. And, and, and I always bring it back to like, we have to remember that everyone is starting at different starting points, right? And while I'm saying walking is a great tool to do and it should be done, remember a lot of times as you grow along your journey inside of the health and fitness realm, the walking becomes additional stuff that you do. It becomes stuff that you double dip. It's when you spend time with your family. It's when you you know go on a walk with your spouse. It's when you catch up with your friends on a, on a phone call. It becomes part of what you do while you do other things. But for some of you guys and gals, 45 to 60 minutes walking might be just initially what you're doing to get started. Yeah. And look, I'm there. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I need to go for my 20 minute walk, 30 minute walk. And that 30 minutes feels like four hours. So uh, I'm there with everyone else. Pause for a second. Yeah. Should I turn that since it's not plugged in or does it matter? Didn't think about that. If people actually. Uh, You could probably, I mean, if you, yeah, that works too. Yeah. I mean, it could be wireless, but I don't want people to be. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. Picking. Okay. All right. So you were just talking, right? Uh, Yeah, I'll, I'll just say it again. Uh, So I'm, I'm kind of right there with everyone else. Like when I, when I see I need to go do 30 minutes of cardio or just walking in general, like it feels like it's four hours long instead of just being 20 minutes. Like I'm right yeah. there with everyone else. It just feels like it's the hardest thing ever. Well, I think, you know, the one thing I want to start with is just the recommendation. I encourage that everyone walks 45 to 60 minutes every single day. Um, this being more of a daily habit than structured exercise. But in the beginning, it might be structured exercise for some individuals because you might be to a point where you're detrained that walking is going to increase your heart rate, where you're going to get cardiovascular benefits out of just going for a walk, right? So I don't want to down like in the beginning of someone's journey that your 45 to 60 minutes can't 
not be a workout. I want you to understand you could be tired from it. It could be exertion. Maybe you're recovering from injury. Maybe you've just taken time off or never worked out. Like it can be your cardio workout for the day. Okay. But for most people, the reason that I prescribe it inside of routines is as an additional movement to increase calorie expenditure in someone's fat loss journey, because the more walking that I can get in those individuals, the more body fat that I can pull off them in that given amount of time. Um, and, and is it always kind of your recommendation to set a time limit rather than a distance limit? Yes, it has been. And, and, you know, I've done distances in the past. I've done steps in the past, you know, but what I found is, you know, the problem with, you know, doing, you know, a certain distance is, you know, how people track it. Right. And what I've really come to is this walking can be broken up as needed. So I really want to become just a daily habit where other, where people are working th this into a day secondary to just how we live our lives. Like you think of most people, you know, they have desk jobs. So if we could get up and, and do, you know, five, 10 minute walks throughout the day, boom, you've got 50 minutes in. And I don't want someone to have to stress about well, what's the distance on that, right? So I've really went to just purposely walking, right? 45 to 60 minutes on purpose. The other thing I do and, and like to recommend that is a lot of people will do steps, but unfortunately like some wearables will track additional steps based on your wrist movement, based on just typing, you know, that type of stuff. So if you're looking at just steps in this case, it might not be as beneficial as focusing in on, hey, shoot for 45 to 60 minutes of purpose walking a day. And with that being said, you know, listing some benefits out of, of walking. And remember, I've used this in, in all athletes, in all clients I've worked with, you know, from soccer moms to athletes to power lifters, because I could program walking for a power lifter as a recovery, right? I might add a little bit of load to them, pull the sled backwards, right? Promotes recovery in them, but it's walking at lower intensity so they can recover. But some of the benefits include but not limited to you know reduced re risk of heart disease so we look at people who walk you know every day as they age they have a lower risk of heart disease or lower risk of having mis we have an increase in improvement in blood pressure we have decrease in blood glucose levels there's plenty of data out there that shows like if you go for a walk post meal that you have lower blood sugars you know secondary to that meal no matter what the carbohydrate load is right so for example someone ate 150 grams of carbs at one setting then their blood glucose levels would be a certain number based on that. If they go for a walk after that, eating the same 150 grams of carbs from the same source of carbohydrate, then relatively those blood glucose markers would be lower, right? So that's a great benefit that someone could add in, especially like holiday season when maybe you overeat a little bit of those carbohydrates. Go for a 15, 20 minute walk after it and it helps you know, kind of stave off the damage that could have been done from that increase in that carbohydrate load. Um, enhances your well-being. And I say this from the standpoint of like, our bodies are meant to move through space. If you think about it, going back to hunter and gather, like we're meant to move. I know for me, mentally and physically, I just feel better the more that I walk. If I'm not able to walk for a couple of days because of travel or, you know, going to, like we have this in the military, unfortunately, a lot like travel. And then we're at the conference, we're at the training where unfortunately it's death by PowerPoint, Right. And you just don't get a lot of movement in, even though we can go train for an hour exercise wise, either in the morning or late in the evening. But we're just not getting that daily movement in. We're just sitting. I really notice it mentally for me. I'm more sluggish. I don't have as sharp as as, quote, mental acuity as I normally would. Um, there's also been you know, looking at data, decreased risk and osteoporosis. Right. Because walking is weight bearing. And we mentioned this in, in um, I think, in our, our resistance training 
Um, or maybe we, I can't remember, but you know, if there's a benefit of being overweight, especially if you walk and you're overweight is you will get good bone density inside your lower legs, right? It's the lower half of your body. You know, so we see an increase in bone density in older individuals who walk, especially in the lower body, and then a decreased risk in, in type two diabetes. So we start looking at some of these clinical conditions that we, we see, there is a lower risk of developing a chronic health condition with walking. And that's why it, to me, I recommend it to everybody at the 45 to 60 minutes a day, just from a health standpoint. Now, as we get into the, uh, a little bit more and I answer some of your questions, I'll go into how I use it specifically for optimal fat loss when someone is on their journey, trying to drop as much body fat in a given period of time as possible. Um, and I'm kind of seeing right here, it's just, I, I kind of have a little anxiety and my, my wife kind of has a little bit too. And it's just it, along with everyone else. Just that morning walk or just morning movement in general, I've noticed, even if I'm just walking around the house instead of just standing right in front of my computer, just walk around the house, go in the backyard or whatever, walk my dog, which I'm bad at, um, I immediately, I for my world kind of calms down. Everything slows down, just starting off with uh, as simple as walking, not sitting down. Well, I think, you know, you mentioned that, like, and the reason I try to keep it as simple with recommendations is, hey, move on purpose 45 to 60 minutes a day. I don't care if it's inside. I don't care if it's outside. I don't care if it's broken up. It's just move that amount of time. Now, I would prefer to be outside, right? And we get into, you know, first thing in the morning so that the body's getting some sunlight, you're getting some fresh air, that type of stuff, okay? I would prefer to be outside, you know, in the morning as one part of that walk, right? But at the end of the day, it's about getting it in. But if you look at some of the other benefits, like how can we cross benefit or have better results, you know, it is getting outside and and, and getting some sunlight on your body and some fresh air to go along with that walking. Um, one of the, the questions that come up a lot in clients is like, well, Jeremy, can I row or ride a bike instead? You know, especially when I'm pushing it for fat loss, right? So, because sometimes in fat loss, I will push up to where I'll have someone walking, two hours a day, like where you're getting up there. So they're working, not only they're working out, you know, an hour, because I want to preface that when I say walking additional for fat loss, this does not replace the resistance training or their training program, right? So you have your strength and conditioning training program, which should be a base around your resistance training. When I'm adding the additional walking in, we're not taking away that time, right? I want you to understand that the walking is additional. And that's the reason I call it a daily habit inside of our program. But when we're adding in up to two hours of walking, that is to burn as many calories as we can without breaking the body down. Because that's the other benefit of, of um, walking when it comes to burning body fat without breaking the body down. I'm increasing calorie expenditure, means I'm burning more body fat without breaking the body down and the body having to spend time to recover. Versus a lot of people, Reno, what they'll do, do is we unfortunately see this in the military sometimes, they try to train their way down to fat loss, right? So they're doing two days of high intensity exercise, which the body needs time to recover from that. And also high intensity exercise is going to increase your appetite. Walking will not increase your appetite. So when I have people in a calorie deficit, which could increase appetite because I'm in a calorie deficit anyway, I don't want to add more high intensity. I am not saying that high intensity is bad. I'm not saying do high intensity. What I'm saying is, how I work the walking in to have these 100, 150 pound fat losses where people end up in single digit body fat and how they never get hungry is I add walking in to increase calorie expenditure versus more high intensity exercise. And you see it so importantly, um, the, even the biggest bodybuilders you see like C-bum, I know off, off the top of my head, Olympia, 
the cardio that they're doing, they toss it on six incline, seven incline, and they'll just walk for 30 to an hour. Like that is their cardio. They're so big that running is just a little bit more dangerous, but that is a good source of cardio. And you see them get into the two, 3% body fat just from walking and obviously nutrition, but. And you look at, you know, um, the, the bodybuilding world and it's not like, that is not my specialty, right? I always refer out to like Kelly Pullman, for example, great friend of mine, great coach. You know, they'll recommend a lot of people to get in the physique world, but they'll do that. They'll slowly build up the minutes inside of what they call lower intensity or zone, zone two cardio. Um, and we'll get into that. We'll get into that. I have one of my good friends, Kevin Summers, who um, he's, I was actually, he's my, my coach. He does some of my um, mountain bike programming and we're going to get into what are the zones of, of cardio, right? What are the five zones of, of cardio? So you, when I say zone two, you understand what that is, but yeah, that lower intensity cardio session, you're getting the benefits of cardiovascular, but you're using primary fat for fuel. And that's how we're not increasing hunger out of the walking versus if you add in sprints or you add in a little bit more high intensity, you could increase your hunger. Um, <clears throat> is, is there data behind it or, or what's the reason behind it? Like the benefit of it being an add on rather than it just being the sole workout for the day. That's a great, you know, I've never really looked at, you know, the data on it. It's just been something that I've practiced over the, over the decades. I used to have to call like, walking grunt work i had to make it fancy right because people would be like you just have people walk right you know but if we look at you know once again we break down what are our cardiovascular you know heart rate zones and, and what you know fuel are we utilizing for certain intent intensities right so it's okay what fuel source am i utilizing at a certain percentage of heart rate well we know if we walk we're keeping those heart rates low so we're primarily using that fat for fuel well, if I'm not using up blood glucose, I'm not using up muscle glycogen, then my body's not going to signal itself to replenish that, right? So a lot of times that keeps the hunger at bay versus when you start increasing into those higher intensities, you're going to have to refuel. And once again, I'm not saying that there's not a place inside your routine or inside a fat loss routine for high intensity. I'm not saying there's not a place in there, you know, from the standpoint of doing zone four, zone five training, but I'm speaking more for utilizing walking for overall health. And overall fat loss is, you know, that's where we look to increase it above that 45 to 60 minutes to a higher volume just to increase calorie expenditure. And and I've said it, and I think I said it in resistance training, but like the, the body wants to, you've said it too, the body wants to move. It wants to do these things. And the, the when you get, when you add the additional walking, your body's like, oh shit, this person's going to about to go walk for 30 minutes it's going to have to start burning things. And over time, your body's going to start adapting to those 30 minutes. And that's when you can start changing things. But like, it takes a while and your body's wants to do those things. hundred percent. Like there's some side benefits out of it, right? Like maybe mm -hmm. you just don't feel like doing anything for the day and you go for the walk and you feel better afterwards. So you're mm -hmm. still able to get your training session in. Like there's some, some things of that, but yeah, your body will adapt to it. That is a great thing. As we said, your body will recover, you know, so you do have to look at if we're looking at, you know, from the standpoint of just fat loss and increasing calorie expenditure through the walking once someone gets kind of used to say three miles an hour for an hour, you know, what can we do? Right. Well, we got to increase the intensity somehow. I don't want them running yet. Cause once again, I want to keep the heart rate relatively the same, but the reality is if you start walking at three miles an hour for an hour and you're detrained, that might be a little bit higher heart rate than someone who is trained. But after you do that for eight weeks, now you're walking at three miles an hour for the hour, same pace, but a lot lower heart rate. Right. So you're like, well, how do I increase calorie expenditure? I can walk a little faster. Okay. It means you cover that distance faster. 
um, or we could add a load. And we'll also start looking at that inside of someone's routine too, if we're looking at, you know, increasing fat loss over a period of time, eight, 12 weeks, as once someone gets up to like, and they say, Jeremy, I just can't walk more minutes. Okay, cool. Once you get to that point where I understand, hey, you got a job, you know, you're working out five, six hours a week, plus I got you walking two hours a day. I understand there's not more time. That's when we'll start looking at adding a load. So you could wear a weighted vest, you could wear a ruck, or we could just walk a little bit faster, right? We could also look for an incline, right? This is where, you know, maybe I do change that from a general recommendation of, hey, just get it in anywhere else. So maybe I tell the person, hey, can we move maybe 30 to 45 minutes of that walking? You know, I know you're doing, you know, 30 minutes in the morning, you walk at your lunch hour, you walk the dog for the other hour in the evening. Maybe we can move 30, 45 minutes of that to an incline on a treadmill at the gym. Okay. Mm -hmm. But the reason I don't like to do and tell people, yeah, do the 45 minutes at the gym. I don't want pe people spending hours in the gym forever. Right. Like at the end of the day, when I try to educate, I try to look at what is the lifestyle that we can do that we can sustain over a long period of time. And, and I think everyone's going to have a hill somewhere in the neighborhood around them within you know, a quick driving distance or walk to the hill and then spend majority of your walking time, go up and down the hill um, yeah. without the load or with the load, whatever you need to do. There's a hill near you to go find and, and, and rock that for a little 100%, bit. hundred percent. And remember, you don't have to make it hard out of the gate. Right. So if we're looking at this as just extra movement, increased calories, extra movement in our daily routine, don't think you have to hunt out the hill or go get the best right away. That 30 or, or sorry, 45 to 60 minutes of walking. If you walk three miles an hour, an hour, that gives you three miles. That's an additional 300 calories that you're burning of body fat. Right. So if I, I took someone the same size and they are on the same calorie plan, same amount of protein, their workout routine was the same, their sleep was the same. All things were the same, except for the one person walked an hour and the other person didn't. Then you're looking at almost a three quarters of a pound of body fat a week extra that that person would lose. 300 calories a day, seven days a week, 2,100 calories, right? A pound's roughly 3,500 calories. That person will lose that, that much more body fat than the person not walking. And it's, it's just something that once again, you can break up as needed. You can double dip it, take phone calls, answer emails, whatever you need to do, spend time with your family. It's additional stuff that you can work into your routine that will pay dividends, not only short-term in your goals, but also long-term. And, and I know this was an older, uh, one of her episodes, the habits one, but like one of my new things for the new year is like, I'm going to get my walking in. And then that's how I'm, if I'm doing social media or if I'm doing Hulu, that's my one hour time to watch those outside of that time. Nothing. That's, I mean, listen, that is a great way. You know, so a lot of the people that are already working with the app, they understand a lot of times when I send video messages, it's me walking because I've done the same thing. Like, so part of my, okay, Jeremy, you've got to send video messages for at least an hour a day. Well, I go out and shoot those video messages as I'm walking because it's not only making my mind be like, I'm getting my hour walk in. But I'm using that time to shoot those videos. So it's a, once again, killing two birds with one stone. That's what I want people to incorporate in. And I get it, depending on where you're at in your journey, walking an hour might be hard for you. And that's okay. I understand that. But as you progress along this journey in six weeks, eight weeks, six months, you're going to be able to walk and do other things. That's what I want you to understand. Okay. And if fat loss is your goal, then I'm slowly increasing you, getting you up there to that hour and a half, two hours of walking a day. Once again, it can be broken up as needed, really trying to increase that. Okay. So you look two hours a day at six miles a day, it's extra 600 calories a day. You're doing that over someone that's not doing it, even though you're cutting calories the same, you're putting in the same amount of work. 
you're losing over a pound of body fat more than them. You times that out over eight weeks and 10 weeks, that's a big difference. And that's when I say one of the quote and, you know, secrets to, you know, fat loss results when I work with people is I really get them to buy in and they trust me in that process of adding in the additional walking. Yeah. And, and I don't have this, but there, there are alternate, like if you, I have a standing desk at home, if you have a standing desk at work, there are, there are those little treadmills you can get for a couple hundred bucks. If it's like, oh, I can't get out for 10 minutes. I just hundred percent. And the reason that, you know, I say, I don't, you know, I want people to walk is guys, what I've seen is a lot of people, but Jeremy, I'm just going to do the rower because they're motivated to lose weight and they start doing a rower for 45 minutes a day. Well, eventually they get tired of that because they have to go to the gym, do it, or they just don't do it. Right. So the reason I make it, it has to be walking is that's the habit that I see that most people are able to keep in the routine for sustainability. Okay. Now, once again, guys, you got to look at this. You want to ride a bike easy and watch TV because it is zero degrees where you live at and there's two foot of snow. Cool. Roger that. Totally fine. Maybe you live in a neighborhood that it's not, you're not comfortable walking in the dark. Gotcha. Cool. Do it, do it inside. Okay. So don't get called up in the, the, you know, as I call the sprinkles on top of baking the cake, right? Baking the cake in this analogy that we're talking about is get that 45 to 60 minutes of low intensity movement in day in and day out, preferably walking as needed, right? But I understand there are circumstances that you could definitely do other things and that would be totally acceptable. Yeah. And it's kind of like my wrapping up point, but like a challenge for anyone else, um, tag Jeremy in your walking videos and and then he can share it out. And it's just kind of an accountability, like whether he reshares it or not, just like tag him and we see it. And that is like, oh, I tagged Jeremy today. I went on a walk. Yeah. I tagged him again today, went on a walk. And hundred percent. And when we were doing, you know, in December, I did a um, December challenge of working on people building habits, right? Because I understand the month of December, a lot of people quote unquote, sell it in, right? It's just, it's hard, right? When you're traveling to family, you're on the road a lot, depending on your situations, it can be hard. And I understand that. So I had people really focus on and we built three habits. And the first one was, you know, walk three miles a day. So we did put a distance time on it there. Could have easily been walk an hour a day, right? Um, so we went walk for three miles, which could include running and rucking. Um, then we built that to consume 50 grams of protein um, at breakfast. Uh, we did a range there for smaller athletes, you know, 30 grams to 50 grams a day for um, breakfast. You know, so that was the second habit. Um, and the third one was no screen time, you know, two hours before bed. So just working on three habits over the course of December. And it was amazing at, at you know, people messaging in and be like, man, you know, this, this kept me on track or this prevented me from gaining or didn't know it was this easy to build habits, wherever the case is. So yeah, takeaway with it guys is, you know, every day for the rest of your life, try to walk 45 to 60 minutes. Totally understand there's going to be days that you can't get it in for whatever reason, but those should be very few and far in between, Right. Try not to miss two days in a row. That is my rule of thumb, right? So if you travel because you're in a car for 16 hours and you only get like 10 minute walks to the rest stops, you don't get the full hour in that day. Cool. No problem. Just make sure you get it in the next day. Okay. 45 to 60 minutes. If you're looking at dropping body fat and you're really trying to drop as much body fat in a certain period of time, slowly work that up to you're walking up to two hours a day. Once again, maybe broken up as needed, slowly adding a load like a vest or a rock or an incline to that walking. And for everyone, um, please like, share, um, subscribe to the podcast, share it out. Uh, we do see you, uh, all of that, uh, listening and everything you're doing is super helpful. They're also, if you don't like listening for some reason in the car, you can watch all of these on YouTube, the Jeremy Mullins podcast. Awesome. And we appreciate the support. If there's ever any topic guys and gals that you want to hear, just let us know. We'll be more than happy to talk about it. And we will talk to you guys soon.
See you.